ready for work? Yes. We ready. Yes, we are. Glory, glory. So as we discussed last week, um, we're going to be studying and going through the book of Hosea. We talked about last week on how God gave Hosea a word to go marry a woman of promiscuity, amen, uh, a harlot. And he was going to be a picture of what Israel was to God. Um, the nation of Israel was to God and how um, they had turned away from their first love. So we, we learned and we gleaned some truths about that first opening um, chapter where it dealt with his children. Now we're going to dive into um, some of the reasons and the things that the people were doing and the things that were breaking God's heart what led him to this place. And as I was studying this, it just became pretty obvious of a lot of the things that we're facing today. Amen. Amen. So I pray you got your study caps on because we're going to go through a lot of scripture. I, I'm not um, really preaching at this moment, <laughs> but we want to definitely grab these truths. So in chapter two, where we're going to start, he opens and he says, rebuke your mother, rebuke her, for she is not my wife and I am not her husband. Let her remove, chapter two, the promiscuous look from her face and her adultery from between her breasts. Mm -hmm. That's the first three chapter, first three verses. We're gonna we're gonna break it down as we go. He says, "Rebuke your mother, rebuke her, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband. Let her remove the promiscuous look from her face and her adultery from between." her breasts. When we read this, this word mother represents leadership. But God was telling um, them to do that, to rebuke leadership, rebuke her leadership for she is not my wife. Leadership is influence. The people were being influenced by the false gods and the false religions of that time. So he was telling them to rebuke the leadership. In James chapter 1, verse 14, God says this, Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and is enticed. If leadership is influenced, so we have to understand that the mother who you follow, the, the nation was being influenced by a mother, and he was telling them to rebuke this leadership because he, she was not his wife, and he was not going to be her husband. The divorce proceedings had begun. He said, let her remove a promiscuous look from her face and the adultery from between her breasts. What that represents between the breasts is the heart, right? 
And then between the look, the promiscuous look, that word promiscuous means to have or be characterized by many transient sexual relationships. But it also means to have casual, indiscriminate, unselective, undiscriminatory approach about things. So what does that mean? It means he was telling them to rebuke their leadership, rebuke following those who were not following him because they had a promiscuous look. They were, they were easily um, and casual in their relationship to God. Now, I don't know about you, but how many of us have found ourselves where we first began walking with God? We're on fire. We love God. We can't wait to be in his presence. But then that relationship becomes begins to get casual. We begin to, you know, uh, do some stuff that we said we would never do. They become undiscriminatory in our actions. And this is what Israel had done. They become, they had become promiscuous. They had um, put adultery between their hearts. They had allowed what was, um, what they were looking at, what they were seeing to go deep into their heart so that now they had an adulterous heart. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, 28, that if a man looks at a woman, right? just looks at a woman and lusts for her in his heart that he's already committed adultery without even committing the act just looking at it and allowing that thought to meditate in the heart is where adultery begins so i don't want you to i don't want you to misunderstand the interpretation of what's happening here because every time a lot of times when we hear the word adultery we immediately um associate that with sex but it's not about sex it's about what what we allow to take the place of God in our hearts that is committing adultery. And so what God is trying to get a nation to understand is that we have allowed some things that we have seen to take the place of God in our hearts. And that's something that God will not deal with because as we know that God says we serve a God who is a jealous God that he will not allow his lover to go after other lovers and mm-hmm. he serve you know that sound i don't know if you've ever been in a relationship with a jealous lover but um he may say he or she may say well if i can't have you all right nobody no can. can have you nobody be honest so when god says that he says listen I, I created you i created you for my glory and if i can't have you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to have you. So this is what happened. So he he was telling her to rebuke the leadership. Now I don't want y'all to get that messed up and don't be calling me trying to rebuke me because that's what the scripture talking about. All right, <laughs> amen. So he moves and look at verse three. He says, "This is what he's going to do. Otherwise, I will strip her naked." and expose her as she was on the day of her birth. I will make her like a desert and like a parched land, and I will let her die of thirst. We need to understand that God can and will strip us. I know I wasn't going to get too many yes. amens on that one. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. What did Job say? Naked I came, naked I'm going to when we don't understand, when we don't take a self-examination of the things that are going on in our life, mm-hmm. if you do not listen to this warning, I am going to strip you naked and expose you. 
You understand? The one thing that we as children of God got is that God covers his children. He said, the Bible says in Psalms, blessed is the man whose sin is covered. God kept David covered, but he allowed Nathan to see David's sin so that he, because David had, David wanted to hide what he had did with Bathsheba. So he sent the prophet, prophet Nathan to David to expose and wake up David. You understand? Yeah. God has people in place to go ahead. If you don't want to heed the warning, he'll send people to go ahead and warn you so that he doesn't have to strip you right. and expose you. Right, right. You're right. and you're loving your children and your children do something wrong or they do something that you know they're out of line with. You don't, as a parent, expose them. Right. Your job as a parent is to cover them and then correct them behind doors and hope they get it right. But that, there comes a time that if they still don't want to listen, that then a good parent will go ahead and let them get burned mm-hmm. for a little while so that they y'all better. Yeah, yes. Yes. And then and then what he says, he says, I'm not only going to expose them, but I am going to make her as a desert. I'm going to begin to dry stuff up. I'm going to begin hmm. to to make those places where you you understand uh, used to get nourishment from. You're not going to be able to get nourishment from Jesus. Uh-uh. That's that's the power of God. So he says this before I go get ahead of myself. He says in verse four, he says, I will have no compassion on her children because they are the children of promiscuity. Yeah. Mm. So, so parents, listen, what, if we don't rebuke the, the leadership that we've been following, if it's, if it's wrong leadership, if it's gone after idols, if we've allowed other things to take the place of God in our heart, God will strip us and expose us. But it's not just about us. He says, if you don't get yourself right, I'm going to allow this curse to pass from you to the children. Yeah. We have to understand that it is important for us as adults, those of us who know the truth of God, to be able to be good examples to our children. Because that we don't want them to have to deal with the nonsense that we went through. Yeah. Amen. 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 He says, listen, Amen. Says, I'm, I'm not going to have compassion on her and her children. Yes. Her mother is promiscuous. She conceived them and acted shamefully for she thought, I will follow my lovers, the men who gave me my food and water, my wool, my flax, my oil, and my drink. So this is all. I got three points. Some three sub, all these are sub points. The first point you want to write. I'm not giving you no title. You just make up your own title because we're going to scriptures but the one the first point i want to give you this whole section from verses one through five is about rebuke that's the rebuke right so he first tells them to rebuke the mother i'm going to strip you if you don't i'm going to let this come on your children Mm -hmm. and then look at what she does she says and though for though she went and followed, she thought I will go follow my lovers, the ones who gave me food and water. Here's the question I want to ask the church. Where do you go for relief? Jesus. Where do you go for relief? What, what do you turn to when things begin to dry up? 
when God moves stuff, and where do you go for refreshment? And most of the time when God dries up stuff, we go to the wrong places for refreshment. We go right back to those things that we thought. Look what she said. I'm going to go after my lovers. Right. I'm going to go after the, the, the men because we know that women of the night, they, they, they rely on those who are going to spend their money for their resources. Yeah. But but for some of us, you may not be a woman or a man of the night, but I guarantee you when things start drying up, is, it, is God the first place we go to? Or do we say, you know what, let me go look through my cell phone and see if I can find such and such number. Maybe I can get some help from it. Now I'm really going to mess you up. Some of us might even try to go get help from the government. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Just because they legalize it don't make it right. 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 <laughs> you understand? Just because they legal they tell me I had a conversation and tell me, you know, they got they got relief packages for the churches. You know, you can go, you can sign up and you can get about all this money, you know, so you can go ahead and get this money from the government for the churches. But I got enough good sense to know that as soon as I accept or cash a check from the government, I know they have now legal access to tell me what I can and cannot say I'm be broke preaching on a dry desert yes tell me what I can say that's right amen amen when you think about the scripture think about the woman at the well when she said when she came to the well and she told Jesus he said you know what draw me some water and she said well you know the water is deep you don't have anything to draw from and then Jesus said well you know go ahead and if, if you know who it was that asked you a treat you would ask for me and I will give you living water that never runs out and what did she say to him and that's in you can go check it out I ain't got time to turn it I got a lot to talk about this morning but in John chapter 4 he says, he says, listen, she said she had the nerve to tell him, are you greater than our fathers who gave us the will? Right? She was relying on what man had gave her when she was getting her resources and didn't even understand that she was sitting there talking to the one who had all resources. Right. Right. So that's that's where this is coming from. Though that when when God begins to dry up, we start thinking, "Well, I'll go back to my old way." So that's all rebuke. Now watch what He does, verses six through thirteen. We almost done. Don't worry about it. He says, "Therefore, this is what I will do. I'm going to block her way with thorns. I will enclose her with a wall, so that she cannot find her path." She will pursue her lovers, but not catch them. She will look for them, but not find them. Then she will think, yeah. I will go back yeah. to my former husband. Yeah. For then it was better for, me, better for me than now. She does not recognize that it is I who gave her the grain. Mm. The new wine, the fresh oil. I lavished silver and gold on her, which she used for Balaam. Therefore, I will take her back. I will take back my grain in its time and my new wine in its season. I will take away my wool, the linen, which were to cover her nakedness. Now I will expose her shame in the sight of her lovers and no one will rescue her from my power. I will put an end to all her celebrations, her feasts, her new moons, her Sabbath, her festivals, her basketball games, her... Come on, yeah. 
Uh -huh. I will devastate her vines and her figs. Mm -hmm. She thinks that these are her wages that her lovers have given her. I will turn them into a thicket and the wild animals will eat them. I will punish her for the days of Belal's to which she burned incense. She put on her rings and her jewelry and followed her lovers, but she forgot me. This is the Lord's declaration. declaration. Jesus. I titled this part. These are still, these are the consequences of putting our trust in the wrong places. These are rewards, bad rewards. See, what happens is God says he's going to begin to block stuff. Right. But even though he blocks stuff, he's got her enclosed in. Okay, let me make it simple for you. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to block her way with thorns. You can't even go out your house. Got to wear a mask. Everything is a thorn. Everything is blocked. You can't get in. Yet I will unclose her with a wall. We're all in our houses. We're all behind walls. Can't come out of the walls so that she cannot find her paths. She will try to pursue lovers but can't catch them. You're going to look for stuff and it's not going to be there. God, God is ending everything we thought was important. Yeah. He's like yeah, every festival mm -hmm. like this is done. You can't, you got to have NBA drafts and, and all kind of NFL drafts inside walls. He's, he shut everything down, everything. And he's letting us see that, that, that there's no power that's going to rescue. We're thinking they don't have no cure. They don't have no vaccine. They're trying to tell you all kinds of stuff. Please, next level, please yeah. do not inhale Lysol. Yeah. Do, do, please, please, just, just, please, don't go around drinking. You know, your cleaners. I'm just, uh, you know, it, it just won't be good. Uh -huh. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, please don't sit under no UV light. I know. <laughs> I know. I know better. <laughs> but you get the point. Yes. All because we forgot the Lord. I, I believe that all this is happening because we forgot the Lord. We forgot yes. who put this all in place. Who yes. gave us our who gave us our jobs? Who who can, he, he's still performing miracles? Who's still covering us? Who, he's still making ways out of nowhere in spite of the fact in the midst of the correction. You understand? He's doing all these things, but we forgot. And that's that's the place we don't want to ever get. We don't want to get to the place where we forget. That's why the Bible says, do this in the remembrance of me. It's easy for us to forget. Peter forgot. Peter said, I'll never deny you. Jesus told him, but Peter, when they hang me, you're going to forget. You're going to deny me three times. Everybody's going to walk away. We all say that we won't forget. And so right, right, the right. greatest lesson we need to understand and be able to recognize is that we can't forget when the doors open and we can't go rushing to, you know, the church and, and things begin to get to some type of normalcy. We can't forget. We can't get so comfortable that we go back to, oh, this is what I need to be doing. I got to be making money. How many of us have put overtime over God? 
how many of us have put other things, taking care of our cars, taking care of our lawns, taking care of whatever it is we got to do, I think it's important until we find out that we forgot our God. And you don't got to just blame now, you know, deny God because we could we can justify that the thing is is if god does not have first place then he does not want any place yeah he wants first place so now that's that's all that's rebuke that's the reward rewards of making wrong choices and now we move to restoration well then that's verses 14 through 18. this is this is amazing god says this therefore I am going to persuade her. I am going to persuade her and I am going to lead her to the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There, I will give her her vineyards back to her and make a valley of acre into a gateway of hope. There she will, she will respond as she did in the days of her youth as the day she came out of the land of Egypt. In that day, this is the Lord's declaration. You will call me my husband and no longer call me Balao, for I will remove the names of Balao's from her mouth mm -hmm. and will no longer, they will no longer be remembered by their names. On that day, I will make a covenant for them with the wild animals, the birds of the sky, the creatures that crawl on the ground, I will shatter bow, sword, weapons of war in the land and will enable the people to rest securely. Mm. Somebody need to give God some praise. Yes! yes. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And in verse 7, she says this. In verse 7, she has said, I'm going to pursue my, she was pursuing lovers, but not catch them. Mm -hmm. For she will look for them and not find them. Mm -hmm. And then she will think, I'll go back to my husband. Mm -hmm. That's the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. When you come to your senses, when you begin to realize that the ways of our going are wrong, and we come to our senses and say, I need to go back to my first love. Yeah. But then God says, I'm going to lead her into the wilderness. Listen to this. Jesus performed much of his ministry in urban settings, yet many of his most transformative moments occurred in outdoor settings. Bodies of water, mountaintops, wilderness. The wilderness in the Bible is an in-between place where ordinary life is suspended, identities are shifted, and new possibilities emerge. The wilderness is the place of trans transformation. So even though we're going through a hard time, God says, I'm going to lead her into the wilderness. Like Jesus was led into the wilderness right after the Holy Spirit filled him so that he could feed, defeat Satan and the temptation, right? Mm -hmm. He took the children of Israel out of Egypt only to lead them in the wilderness for 40 oh, years yeah. so that he could manifest himself. And a lot of the miracles that God did when he took Moses on the backside of the desert in the wilderness so that he could be transformed into the deliverer that he, that he was going to use to deliver Egypt. So whenever God leads us out of our mistake and out of the era of our ways, it always seems like when it seems like you come out of one thing to go into another, you got to realize that God will pull you out of our wrong way of thinking only to lead us into the wilderness where transformation could take place. Yeah. 
He says, I'm going to take her into the wilderness and I'm going to give her back. It's in the wilderness that things are being restored. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, it's always, he says this, this is what he's going to do in the wilderness. He's going to, she's going to respond in the wilderness, right? He's going to remove some stuff in the wilderness and she's going to rest. That all happens in the wilderness. It's in the wilderness, the dry place that we respond to God, that we God removes some things and where we get rest. It takes people who know how to trust their God yeah. to be able to rest when you're in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. But you know that God yeah. is up to something. Yeah. You know God is about to do something. And he says, I'm going to shatter the enemy. It's where, where God takes care of your battles while you're in the wilderness. See, you can't fight in the wilderness. Right. right. The only thing you can do is depend on God in the wilderness. Right. And a lot of us, when we're on the other side, what she was doing before God led her into that wilderness was trying to fight a battle in her own strength. Yeah. By her own means, by what she was familiar with. And so God says, I need to remove the things that you got familiar with so that you can get into a place where I can remove some bad thinking, so where I can renew your, your mind, where I can renew your strength, where I can show you where your source is from, because it's in the wilderness where God fed the children with manna. Right. It's in the wilderness right. where you don't have resources, right. where God is able to go ahead and show yeah. himself and mm-hmm. be able to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Yeah. Amen. 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 So then, last thing he does, see, I told you he wasn't going to be here that long. Well, look what he does. In verses 19 to 23, I entitled this the reception. He says, I will take, where am I? 19. Amen. I will take you to be my wife forever. Don't that sound? How many married folk we got out there, right? You remember these vows? <laughs> I will take you to be. This is what God is doing. He he separated her at the beginning of the chapter and said, You will no longer be my wife. He dried some stuff up so that she would come to her senses. He led her back to a place to restore her. And now he's marrying her. He says, I will take you to be my wife in faithfulness. And you will know the Lord. On that day, I will respond. This is the Lord's declaration. I will respond to the sky and it will respond to the earth. The earth will respond to the grain and new wine and the fresh oil and they will respond to Jezreel. I will sow her in the land for myself, and I will have compassion on Lo-Ramoah. I will say to Lo-Ammonite, you are my people, and he will say, you are my God. God begins to recite his vows. When we enter into covenant relationship with God, creation responds to the way. God. When 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 we get married and we go back into the covenant, that's what this whole thing is about. 
That, that's what I believe as your pastor. This whole epidemic and pandemic is about. God has realized that we as a people have broken covenant with God. He wants to bring us back into that covenant relationship with him. That's why the earth is not responding like it is. Listen, people were saying, where did winter go? We didn't even have a winter. Yeah. Now right. it's spring. And people saying, where's spring at? Right, right. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the time where the seasons, where the land, where stuff is not responding like it is supposed to respond because mm -hmm. the people of God are out of covenant. Come on. Right, right. Jesus. When, people, when the people of God say we have it all messed up, when the people of God are operating how they're supposed to operate, the earth responds to the obedient people. When God gave us dominion and authority in the garden, he said, you have authority, you have dominion over the earth. You plant, you go ahead and see. And the earth is supposed to respond to us, but we are responding to the earth. And that's why all these plagues, all these epidemics, all these pandemics, Pandemics are being loose in our earth because the children and the church of God is not operating in the covenant relationship that we've been called to. Amen. And so he says, when you get in that place and when you go ahead and you renew that covenant, God says, that's when the sky is going to respond to the earth. And then the earth is going to respond to the sky. That's when the earth is going to yield the fresh oil. Fresh oil represents anointing. A lot of us can't even operate in the fullness of our anointing because we are. You preaching. Yes, he is. It hasn't been released. The kingdom has yet to occupy, to occupy the land that God has called us to occupy. He's, we have yet to really move into the kingdom authority that God has given us because that fresh oil has cannot be released in a cursed land. Lord have mercy. Yes. And so you're wondering, it should aggravate you, it should frustrate yeah. you, because yeah. you know that you have oil on the inside right, right. of you that's screaming to get out. Yeah. Mm. But it's like the oil is being suppressed. We got to get back in the covenant. And so that's what we're seeing. And it's not about just going to church. It's not about the things. It's about us to be able to understand the authority that we've been given. We're standing waiting back for the government to find a cure for a virus they can't see, to fight a battle that's a battle that they can't win. While the church is behind the walls, when we got, have been the ones that God has called into a covenant relationship to be able to speak to every disease, to every virus, and tell it to move. And when God gets the church in one order and gets us back into that covenant relationship to understand and come together in the power, we can speak to the mountain and we ain't got to be afraid of the mountain. Right, right. Right, right. right. Hallelujah. 
And I believe that when, when God does open up the church, when we start calling for prayer meetings, we'll understand that prayer meetings are important. Yeah, yeah. When we start calling for fasts, and we'll understand that fasts are important. Yes. When we start saying that we, you know, God wants us to come together and, and do a work, we'll understand the work that we've been called to do as a unit and as a body and be able to operate in that in that realm without fear, without reserve. That's what God is calling this church to. Mm. But the judgment always starts with God first. Mm. Amen. Yes, amen. Amen. The awesome thing about this whole thing that we're going to learn, uh, I don't even want to jump into next week, but next week is awesome. But it's, it's amazing that well, we could find ourselves in the scripture, the Bible, we learn it in, in theology that you understand we serve a God who's eternal all the time. There's nothing new. You understand? And the things that they were doing then are the things we're doing now. Mm -hmm. It's just a new face on it. But it's the same, it's the same yeah. fight. Yeah. They dealt with the same things in their day. You understand? But he's, what did the Bible say? None of these things will come nigh thee. None of these things will come or draw nigh your dwelling. Yeah. You understand? And even if the enemy sneaks through a gate, it's not the, you don't have to question your faith or say, well, you're not that anointed. It's to show us the power that we have. You understand that God in heaven gets mad at any attack that comes on his children. All he's doing is, uh, all he's doing is making um, God mad. We're going to be healed. We're going to be delivered. We're going to be set free. But we got to wake up. We got to yeah, get to our Lord, yes. And we got to stop. We got to stop playing church. It's a real time. Yeah. It's a real time. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I thank God for him holding back and allowing this thing to come through. Jesus. Yes. Yes. You understand? Enough <laughs> is enough. God, let us let us not have to be Come on, on such a long learning curve. Right. You understand? Yes. Let us wake up quick so that we can get about our father's business. Amen. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you right now, God, that, that you married, you're married to the backslider. Yeah. You're yes. To, yes. Uh, to us. And God, we, we know we're not a perfect church. We're not a perfect people. But, God, we thank you that we're your wife. We're your bride. Yeah. And so, Father, we thank you, God. We have the ring on our finger and we give you praise and we give you glory yes. that we're married to a good husband. Yes. We know that, God, yes. we, yes. we, we won't be that adulterous wife that are looking to other things to fulfill needs that you as our husband can fulfill. Yeah. So we thank you for this. In Jesus, Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Let me pray. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.